0: She told me. She said I had to skip out on him so I can come here. You, so I really, <laughs> I really, really appreciate all of that, uh, deacons and members and friends. It's good to see all of you and so many familiar faces. Uh, if you have your Bibles today, go with me to Mark chapter five. Okay, and that's Mark chapter five. Want to consider verses one until uh, uh, until we stop reading. Is that all right? Well you found it once you say I got it. If you need a minute, say wait a
1: minute. All right, that sounds
0: about half and half, so I'll give you a little time. Again, that's Mark chapter five. Wanna begin reading at verse one. Reads this way from the New King James Version. It says, Then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes, and when he came out of the boat immediately, there met him out the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been plucked and pulled apart, and the shackles been broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always, day and night, He was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stone when he saw Jesus from afar he ran and worshiped him and he cried out with a loud voice saying what have I to do with you Jesus son of the most high God I implore you by God that you do not torment me not for he said "For he said unto him come out of uh, the man, thou unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And also he begged him earnestly that he would not send him out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountain. So all the demons began to beg, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter them. And Jesus gave them the permission. Then, the, excuse me. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine, and there Uh, were about 2,000, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. Thank you so much. Father, even now, decrease me and increase your presence. Hide me behind your glory. Allow them uh, not to see me, but let them see you. Lord, you preach. Lord, literally uh, cause us to go from where we are to the place that you would want us to be. Give us uh, your Shekinah glory in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. For the time that we have to share together, I want to preach using as a subject, I declare war. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, do me a favor and look at your neighbor and say, "Neighbor, Neighbor, I declare war. No, that neighbor didn't believe it. Look at that other neighbor and say, Neighbor, I declare war. Yeah. Give God some praise. Ladies and gentlemen, in the last 240 years, the United States Congress has only formally declared war 11 times with foreign enemies. In 1812 against Great Britain, 1846 with Mexico, in 1898 against Spain, in 1917 against Germany. 1917 again against Austria-Hungary, in 1941 uh, against Japan, in 1941 again against Germany, in 1941 against Italy, in 1942 against Bulgaria, in 1942 again against Hungary, and in 1942 against Romania. However, there have been countless wars and conflicts fought by the executive order of the President of the United States who has the power to deem it necessary to fight for the protection of Americans without the approval of Congress. But one of the most interesting wars in American history to date has to be noted as the Civil War, which consisted of the northern and southern states in 1861 among 34 states in January of 1861, where seven slave states individually declared their separation from the United States of America and formed the Confederate States of America, which prompted the northern and the southern states to declare war on one another. After four years of combat, which left seven, more than 750,000 Union and Confederate soldiers dead, the war ended in 1865 between two people who were supposed to be on the same team. Um, but they uh, were fighting against different agendas, and so they ended up, in turn, killing their brothers uh, a- a their brothers from other places and from other states. And this great con- conflict looks like what goes on in the church today. You have apostolics against Baptists, AME against PAW, PAW against Kojic, non-denominational against traditional churches. And When God has called us to be the church, he didn't say upon uh, this denomination I built this church, but he said upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Not only is there a conflict from a denominational perspective from our local uh, churches, we have conflicts with amongst our local churches. We have deacons fighting pastors, the pastors against the members, the members against the pastors, the ministers against the ministers, the trustee board against a budget that advances the kingdom, members talking about other members, uh, members talking about visitors because they don't dress like them, because they don't talk like them, because they don't look like them, seasoned saints against change because they don't understand how it is that the church uh, has to grow and how the church has to develop. And so they're stuck in night 1987, when it is 2016, and they realize that it don't work, and we uh, have people in our churches that hold us
2: hostage because they refuse to give, and they're the biggest giver, but God said, when you bring your tithe to the storehouse, don't worry about what happened to it. Understand that I'm taking care of
0: it. So, here it is. My church in 2016. we have people uh, acting as if they're endorsing a political candidate when they tire. Uh, they, they decide to put money in there in order to get their agenda pushed forward. But, but there's no agenda when it comes to church. It's all about kingdom building.
2: But to make matters worse, uh, some of these churches are held hostage that have the ability to grow, that have the right people in place but they sit in the pew because they have a great idea, uh, but they don't have the time to put in to get it pushed. So the tragedy in our church is that our churches suffer, not because, not because God isn't there, but because people have, have been fighting
0: amongst themselves, uh, keeping us from getting to where it is that we have to go. Um, but, but in order to,
2: to recognize what's really going on, we have to recognize that it's not them. Uh, it's the enemy influencing them to do the wrong thing. Uh, uh, can I tell you something? The devil comes to church. Uh, yeah, he comes to church. He, sometimes he get here before you do. He he, he claps. He, he waves his hand. He, he screams and he shouts. He, he's dressed nice. He knows the protocol. But instead, he's on the back end, making sure that God's business don't go forward. So, so we have to recognize uh, that there's internal conflict in the church. But not only do we have to recognize there's internal conflict in the church, we have to recognize that there's internal conflict amongst ourselves. And today, I believe that's what brought me on Divine Assignment to raise a very critical question, and that is, have you been experiencing... Huh. some internal conflict. Have you ever found yourself in a place where you experienced some, some deep internal conflict, where you knew what was right, but it was something influencing you to do the wrong thing? Well, you knew what God said, but that temptation showed up, and you said, evil looks better than what God said for me. Maybe it wasn't you, but your brother Adam uh, was in the garden of Eden, hanging out with his wife Eve, and Eve brought him a piece of fruit and said, listen, here you go. He knew what God said. Oh, yeah. huh. he, he heard his voice, but but instead, he went out there, huh. that, that, that temptation because he was experiencing some internal conflict. Uh, what about Samson? His mama and them told him, you bet not go over that chick's house. You know that she ain't a part of us. She ain't a part of our family. We don't mess with them. You don't go that way. But Samson said, mama, she fine. She look like an old bottle of wine. I just got to go see what's going on with her. I got to go. Got her going. Check her out. Huh. So he found himself in a difficult position one night, in between her legs, and she shaved off his hair. Huh. He he was experiencing some internal conflict because now he sees the consequence. Yeah of what he did. Uh, What about my brother David? I like David. Uh, David uh, said, I woke up one morning and I looked off the edge of the cliff and Bathsheba, she was bathing in the nude and she was fatter than Beyonce. And I said, listen, listen, y'all go get her. I know that's uh, Uriah the Hitties' wife. I understand that, but bring her to me got hooked up with her. He knew that that wasn't his wife. He knew he had all those concubines. He understood that, but he said, I was experiencing some internal conflict. Uh, can I tell you something? The devil never uses something that you don't like against you. No, no he ain't going to use a short brother when you like 6'4". He ain't going to use a, a skinny girl when you like thick and, and sharp. He going to give you just how you how you want of y'all can talk back to me, it's all right. He, he, he knows you. He, he studies you. He he watches you. He, he plans for the day that he can get his hand on you. Uh, uh, don't you know uh, 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 what he told God when he, when he went to go look at Job? He said, I've been trying to get him. Uh, but you got a hair of protection around him. Don't, don't you know the enemy's watching you? You you live in a glass how he shows up. He, he knows what you like. He knows how you're going to do it. He knows which way you're going to go. And he plans for the day uh, that he can get his hand on you. huh so, so he gets us, he, he finds us in, in the places when we broke down and when we, when we messed up. But he says, listen, I'm coming to get you. Uh, uh, he said, because I, I, my assignment is to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh, uh, but, but, but I got good news, you have the power to declare war on the enemy. Uh, In other words, whatever's been trying to steal your joy, whatever's been trying to steal your hope, whatever's been trying to steal your peace, whatever's been trying to rob you of your marriage, your education, your dream, whatever it is, you have the power to declare war. Uh, Y'all don't believe me? Somebody shout, I declare war. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. There we go. It's sounding like church in here. Uh, whatever disease, whatever sickness, whatever been trying to take your life, you have the power to serve the devil. Notice this is the last day that I'm going to deal with it like this. I declare war. Do I got anybody here that can testify and jump up on your feet and say I declare war? Uh, uh, I guess you ain't dealing with something but I need about three people that are going through some situation that can jump up on their feet and say I declare war. Uh, oh, I got four people. I know one more person that can jump up on their feet and say, I declare war. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. That whatever rumor, attack, whatever, I declare war. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> yes,
0: Hallelujah. All right. You
2: meant that, right? All right. Now I know you just declare war. Know that, but if you're gonna have, if you're gonna declare war, you have to be dressed appropriately. All right. You can't fight the enemy with your boxing gloves. You can't shoot the enemy. You can't stab him with a knife. You can't beat him with a bat. You can't drown him over with your car. If you're going to declare war properly, you got to make sure that you're dressed appropriately. Paul says you must put on the whole armor of God. You, you must wear your bread of truth. You must have your breastplate of righteousness. You must have your feet ready of the gospel of peace. You must have your shield of faith. You yes. must have your helmet of salvation. You must have your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Yes. Uh, and boy, your neighbors say, I'm ready now. This this means war. This, this means, uh, this means war. I wish I had a neighbor, neighbor, huh? this means war. You, you can't have my family, this means war. You can't have my children, this means war. Neighbor, neighbor, this means, this means war. You can't steal my joy no more. This means war. You can't make me go to the doctor no more. This means war. Yesterday was the last day that I met you with. This means war. Uh, Look at our news and you see heroin addiction and all of this stuff going on. Black people killing black people. It's time for the church to declare war on the enemy. This morning, before I send you off to war, before I send you back out of these doors, got to give you some very critical instructions that come from Mark the fifth chapter. Y'all sound ready back there. I hear y'all, I hear y'all. This man uh, had a demonic spirit lived in the tomb. The town people uh, took him there because they couldn't handle the condition that he he was presently in because they suggested that he had no value in civilization. Uh, uh, That's that's sometimes what we do at church, but that's a different story. Uh, So the text is interesting. It says, no man could bind him, not with chains, not with fetters, not with nothing, uh, because he had often been bound with chains and fetters, and he would break the chains. Uh, uh, the, text, the text teaches something very critical right here, that, that we can't tame the enemy with our own physical power. <laughs> We we can't handcuff the devil. We can't can't chain him to a tree. We we can't put him in a headlock. We we can't tame the devil. Uh, uh, But but what else is interesting is that when he was tamed, when when this demoniac was tamed, uh, he would break the chains. Uh, Can I tell you something? The enemy does not like to be bound. Uh, uh, He doesn't like to be bound, and so he breaks the chains. Uh, 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 Well, you wonder, well, well I thought it was the man uh, breaking the chains. No, when you read the text closely, when you read it clearly, you recognize that this man is overtaken by the power of this demon, and the power of this demon has strength. And so the man is in there, but he's irresponsible, and the demon has control, and he breaks the chains, and he makes him kill himself, and makes him try to stab himself. He has the power over him. The enemy doesn't like to be bound because he can't stay in the field
0: powerless. No, 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 no. Uh,
2: you you got to understand that, that the enemy does not like to feel powerless. That, that's why you have to stop giving the enemy power over you. You got to stop giving him too much power. Sometimes we get an enemy too much credit when we have the authority to have the power over the enemy. Uh, uh, we got the power. Uh, So so we must recognize the strength of the enemy. Uh, uh, Because the devil's not scared of you. No, No, but he's afraid of the God in you. He's afraid of the Jesus in you. And he knows that if you would ever tap into the Jesus in you, if you would ever tap into the God in you, if you would ever get connected to the Jesus in you, then he would really have no more power over you. Got to recognize got to recognize that. and so he's in the tombs, cutting himself day and night, crying out. Uh, uh, crying out, trying trying to get rid of this pain. He's experiencing the man, some physical pain, some spiritual uh, torment, some discomfort. He's in a place where he's experiencing hell on earth. and He's in a place where he wanted to give up, where he wanted to die, but he couldn't die. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. You, you got to see, it. He, he's trying to commit suicide. Yeah but he can't die, he, he, he's falling on the mountains, but, but he can't die, he, he's hitting his head, but he can't die, got blood coming out of him, but, but he can't die, he, he's trying to die, trying to give up, but he can't die. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you tried to commit suicide. You, you tried to give up. You, you tried to throw in the towel. You said, God, I'm done with this. You, you tried to walk out the door, and every time you tried to walk out the door, God kept on pulling you back. And you can't understand, God, why? are oh, you keep on pulling me back. Why? You keep on bringing me back to this. World. God said, here it is. The reason why I kept kept you alive is because I'm getting ready to show up. <laughs> says said I can't let you die because I got an assignment on your life huh. Huh. and you don't understand that why you had to go through what you had to go through and why you had to deal with what you had to deal with and why I'm going to bring you out the way that, that I'm going to bring you out because where I'm getting ready to take you, you got to be a witness for what I can do. I need witnesses that understand that I might be experiencing some stuff. I might be sick. I might be broke. I might be disgusted but God is getting ready to set me up for my expected Is Everybody here who believes that can give God praise because you know that God is getting ready to
0: handle your situation. Uh, uh,
2: finds himself uh, weeping at night. Uh, his morning ain't showed up yet. He, uh, he, he, he's in, in, in a state of unbearable pain. Uh, Uh, He's dealing with depression Uh, He's he's having suicidal thoughts He's he's in pain And, And while he's going through all of what he's been going through The text never revealed how long he was going through But the text said that Jesus showed up in the midst of what he was going through Has Jesus ever showed up for you? Huh? Has he ever showed up? Has he ever found you in some situations? have he ever pulled you out of some place? have he ever brought you out? If he's brought you out, you ought to testify to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, he brought me out. If he brought me out, he can do it for you. He brought me out of darkness. He brought me out of sickness. He brought me out of that relationship. He brought me out of that marriage. He brought me out of brokenness. He brought me out of loneliness. He brought me out of confusion. He brought me out. He brought me from a mighty long way. Is there anybody here that can testify? He brought me, he broke me, he broke Oh, he broke. <laughs> he broke. Oh, he broke. He broke oh, 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 Didn't know. Didn't know he was coming. <laughs> showed up. And nobody posted Facebook status and tell him Jesus was coming. <laughs> he just showed up. And nobody go live and post a Snapchat and say, I see somebody coming in off the boat. She just took a detour and showed up came into the capitalist Palestine because he understood in his omniscience that there's somebody there that needs me. I gotta go this route in order to get to where I gotta go. And don't you know Jesus will change his direction just to get to you. He'll go all the way around in a turn just to get to you. He'll go around and get your children. He'll go around and get your... He'll go in a different route just to get to you divine omniscience he knew that the man was being demonized but he waited uh, until Jesus was with him but Jesus waited until he was with his disciples uh, to take them to where it is that he had to go so so they had just came out of a storm Uh, he he paints the picture I I just brought y'all out of a storm Huh. Y- y'all seen how I operated in the storm? You you see how I calmed the physical things around? But now I'm getting ready to take you to a place where you really don't understand what's going on, but you need me to understand what's happening right here. And so he brings him to the capitalist Palestine, which is composed of ten cities, this this region that's possessed, that's messed up, that's jacked up. And he brings them there. Yes, Bring them. And when he brings them there, when he shows up, this 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 man runs, falls down and worships. Yes. Uh, yes. I was like, all right, yes. it's kind of interesting that, that, that this demon uh, came and, and worshiped. I said, that's not right. That's not right. All right. So demons don't have the ability to worship. Uh, I said, God, what does that mean? Uh, he, he said, he said that demons don't have the ability to worship, but they can assume the posture of worship. Uh, uh, see what you got to understand. Uh, is that demons will assume the posture of worship because they recognize the presence of Jesus. And when they recognize the presence of Jesus, that scripture that I pull up is that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. It don't matter if it's a demon, if it's a hell ringer, that when God shows up, it don't matter who you is, everything got to bow. And so he's bowed out in the presence of Jesus because he recognized that Jesus has the power over me. And don't you know that Jesus got the power power Over your situation. He got the power over your family. He got the power over your children. He got the power over your kids. He got the power over your grand. He got the power. Somebody shout, he got the power. 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 He said, He said, I'm so Jesus that I'll take this demon back to his original position because what you got to understand that before he was a demon, he was an angel. Uh, That that before he became a a demon, he was an angel. And so angels worship and they praise. But he said, listen, I'm going to take you back to where you first believed and where you first understood. And so he's there bowed down in a position of worship. Then he said something, something crazy made me mad. <laughs> he, he said, whatever you do, Jesus, torment me not. Uh-huh. See He said, whatever you do, don't torment me. The uh-huh. reason why it made me mad is because he's been tormenting this man for however long he's been. Yeah. Yeah. Then he had the audacity to say, don't you torment me. Don't you do what I did to him. Don't Please, Jesus, whatever you do. Don't you touch me. So he says, uh, uh, what do I have to do with you, Jesus, the son of the most high God? Uh, uh, he was kind of being condescending there. Uh, because he said, I recognize who you are. I, I, I get all of that, but what you want would be. You know what I do. Why, why are you even here? Uh, but he said, but, but for real, though, please don't, don't torment me. Whatever you do, don't torment me the demon recognized Jesus but the problem in 2016 is that the church can't recognize demons are Jesus And the reason why is because we have, have created this fabricated system of praise and worship where we go through the motions and we call on our emotions but we don't have a real authentic experience with Jesus and so we find ourselves clapping and shouting and screaming and going through the motions but Jesus ain't there and you got people in the congregations that's stricken, that's dealing with some stuff that's going through the motions with you but's depressed and stressed out and messed up at this place and displaced and disfranchised. but there ain't no Jesus where there's no Jesus demon has the power to operate but we have to invite Jesus back into our our church (laughs) some of our churches we've traded uh, his presence for false doctrine get in line and give me a hundred dollars I need a hundred people Slap five your neighbor and tell him that you're gonna have a new car when you get home, and your drive in your garage, and don't nobody have a garage opener. All of that, all of that stuff from you guys traded his presence for false doctrines. God said, in this season, I'm looking for some authentic Christian that isn't afraid to take a stand, that you're not afraid to take a stand at your home, that you're not afraid to take a stand on your job, that you're not afraid take, to take, take a stand in your neighborhood, in your church, and in your community, in your place of the barbershop, in the hairdresser, in the grocery store, wherever it is that you go, God said, I'm calling you to take a stand, and when you bring me, that's where my presence will reside. You keep on taking, you keep on taking your Jesus to church. Jesus said, I'm cool on church, take me outside the church. Take me in the neighborhood. Take me in the corner. Take me. Uh, Take me out of here. Got to understand that Jesus is bigger than our four walls. It's bigger than our four walls. Uh, So, uh, the enemy huh? Because we are are complacent and we don't want to recognize the power that we really have through Jesus. Uh, the enemy, we allow the enemy to torment our families, torment us at home. We're, we're afraid to take a stand. We can do all this shouting in church, but we won't shout in our living room. We can do all this singing in the church, but we won't sing in the shower. We, we won't invite Jesus into our homes, and we wonder why our homes look the way they. wonder why our family structure is the way it is, because you have re- made, made the church's responsibility to do what you're supposed to do. When your covenant said that you're supposed to religiously educate your children, what happened to all of that? All right. Uh, I'm almost out of here. The text teaches us that if you're going to declare war properly, uh, you got to declare it in Jesus' name. (laughs) Because there's no power in your name. There's no power in Confucius' name. There's no power in Allah's name. There's no power in my name. But if you're going to go and confront a demonic situation, if you're going to confront any situation, you have to use the name of Jesus. Can you practice saying it? Jesus, 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 Jesus. There's no other name higher than that
1: name.
2: There's no other name that's higher than that name. At, at that name, every knee, y'all, every knee got about Jesus. Jesus. Uh, don't you know Jesus has the ability to make demons tremble? Y'all see it right there. Jesus has the ability to make situations go around. Jesus has the power. If you're going to declare war, you got to declare it in Jesus' name. Getting ready to roll out of here. Can I tell you something? You ain't crazy. No, no you ain't crazy. It's that, it's that spirit that makes you look like you are. You ain't depressed. It's that spirit that makes you feel like you are. Uh, you don't want to kill yourself. It's that spirit that makes you want to kill yourself. You, you ain't addicted. It's that spirit that makes you addicted. You, you ain't got that pain in your body. It's that spirit that makes you feel that pain. You got to understand that the enemy has tried to take residence over you, and you got to get in your prayer life. You got to bow down in prayer, and you got to come up from the inside out and shout, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, it's the enemy. Uh, they got you twisted and make you feel the way you feel. Uh, uh, it ain't you. Uh, but you got to take authority over the enemy. You have to declare war. Uh, uh, because God says, I have the power to deal with your spirits. Uh, but you have to believe by faith that I can do it. Uh, 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 you can shout it but you gotta believe it, you gotta believe it. Uh, 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 And so before you shout it You gotta make sure you believe it that, that before you call him you gotta make sure you believe it You can't call him if you don't believe it You gotta understand that he really do Got the power to move And move throughout your situation it. up. So the demon Can recognize Jesus' power but we got to get to the point to where we can recognize Jesus' power. This is right. right. what Jesus did. And I'm almost true. Uh, Jesus said, uh, 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 come out of him, come on. you unclean spirit. Yes, sir. He ain't talk to him. He ain't say, uh, listen, I got to ask you on Facebook. He ain't say, uh, he ain't say none of that. <laughs> he said, I don't care nothing about nothing. He said, come out of him, you unclean spirit. Now, see this picture. The man, huh, is here. Jesus shows up and calls the demon out. The man is still here. So, Jesus leaves the man there. Maybe the disciples went over and and prayed with him. But Jesus begins to deal, yeah, with that spirit. Uh He he started to deal uh, with that spirit. Uh, But but, but what's interesting is that the demon said, "Uh, my name. Jesus said, what's your name? He said, my name is Legion. Uh, for we are many and legion. Uh, that word uh, it represents like an army, right? And so it's, it's about like six thousand soldiers. And so he was suggesting that it was so many of us here in this region that there were so many of us here. And so I'm the spokesperson for all of them, and we're here. And my name is Legion. She says, "All right, Legion. Uh, all right, Legion. Uh, I got you. All right." Said, I got you, Legion, that's fine. Uh, but but what, he, what he was suggesting in this term, Legion, is that not only do we inhabit this man, uh, here it is, but we inhabit the region. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, 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 that we have control right. over this region. Yeah. Uh, and so when you showed up, huh, uh, not only did you get me, but you got everybody yeah. wanting to know what you're doing here. Uh, don't, don't you know we got some regional demons? Uh, 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 we, uh, we got some demons in Cincinnati. We, we got some demons in Ohio. We got some demons in Avondale. We got some demons in Bond Hill. We got some demons in Madisonville. We got some demons downtown. Uh, y'all know those demons, don't you? Poverty, suicide, killing, racism, homosexuality, depression. Huh? got some demons in here. Uh, They dress up Baptist and AME and Kojic, uh, uh, Apostolic, and uh, got some demons in there too. Uh, We inhabit, they inhabit the region, Uh, but we have the power through Jesus to call those things out. We got the power to bring those things out of our community. When the church comes together that's when, the, that's when the demons Are flee. that's when the country Are move. for when the church Gets on one accord But the demon has us Divided by denominations When God said I called y'all to be the church This is not my original intent This is not about theology And all of that kind of stuff But everything that universalizes you Is the name Jesus That's it that's all. It's Jesus. Yes, yes, Jesus. So, 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 what, what, what God is saying is that uh, the reason why y'all deal with so much stuff, the reason why stuff is the way it is, is because the church is divided, yes, yes. and a divided house cannot what? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we're divided in little sections, Woo! and and long as we're divided, the enemy is happy. Yes. If we're divided, he can go to and fro seeking. who he can devour it. And so long as we're divided, long as we're not on one accord, long as, as the pastors aren't are getting together, as long as somebody got a bigger vision than somebody else, we can never get to where we got to go. But Jesus said, you need to come on one accord. And when the church comes on one accord, that's when things can happen. Huh. So he says, listen, we, we inhabit the region. We, we control all of this. Uh-huh. What you doing here, Jesus? Uh-huh. So Jesus says, all right, I'm done talking to you. I'm done speaking uh, with you. Uh, what you want me to do? He says, uh, whatever you do, don't torment me. He said, there's some pigs over there that's feeding. I'm getting out of here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're feeding. It's about 2,000 over there near the mountain, and they're feeding. They're, they're eating. Uh, send us, all of us, in them, it's uh, yes, yes.
0: huh. uh-huh. gonna get real churchy right here.
2: Uh-huh. It says, yeah. "Send all of us in them." Yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
2: All right, I'll say it one more time so you can get it. He says, send all of us in them." So Jesus took all of them, uh-huh. all those things—suicide, poverty, disparity—all—all all those things. <laughs> Uh, took every one of them put them in the pigs Uh, the text says uh, uh, they went violently down the steep hill God Uh, And they fell into the sea Uh, uh, You still don't get it yet Uh, uh, So uh, Let me tell you, I'm rolling out of here I promise, Uh, uh, see what happened uh, When the demons went inside the pigs uh, And they rushed over the sea God said that's a picture of what was Going to happen to you if I never showed up Uh, If I never showed up, you would have rushed Off into the sea, the enemy would have killed You like he killed the pigs, he would have Took you down the hill into the steep sea And tried to kill you, don't you see that The pigs ended up dead, that's what Happens when Jesus put, uh, when the enemy has authority over you, he'll take you and he'll try to kill you. But yeah. the fact that is, watch the text, the text goes on to say that the man was in his right mind. Yeah. Oh, uh, you missed it. Uh, uh, you missed it. Uh, I'll say it. I'll say it one more time. Uh, Jesus paints this picture of what could have happened. Uh, that, that you could have been dead like yeah. these pigs. Yeah. Uh, But when I showed up, you're now in your right mind. Oh, God, you, you ain't praising like you, like you ought to be praying, that, that when I show up, you in your right mind, that, that when I show up, you in your right mind. You could have been there, but you're still here. You should have been there, but you're still here. He tried to kill you, but you're still here. He tried to take you out, but you're still here. He tried to make you lose your job, but you're still here. He tried to take your mom away, but you're still here. The enemy he tried to take you out of here, but God said you're still here. And said you're still here. I gotta get out of here. My grandma said, "Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan to get behind. Victory today is mine. Victory belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. Where my victory people at? Victory belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. Victory belongs to you. Victory belongs. Victory belongs to you." Somebody shot, I got the victory. I got the victory. I got the victory. I got the victory. Come hell of high water. I got the victory. I got the victory. I got the victory. I dare you I stump on the devil's stairs. I got the victory. I got the victory. Can I tell you something? The devil, now that you got the victory is under your feet. The devil's under your feet. The devil's under your feet, so every time you jump you're stomping on the devil's head. Every time you jump you're stomping on the devil's head. Devil you can't have my family. Devil you can't have my children. Devil you can't have my my English. Devil I got the power. I got the victory. I I got the victory. 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 Uh, I got the victory. Uh, I got the victory. Uh, Can I tell you something? I left this out. Your ultimate. Your ultimate weapon when you're fighting the enemy is your praise and your worship. And I need about 10 praises just to, just to open up your mouth. Just to open up your mouth. Just to open up your mouth and shout hallelujah. Just to open up your mouth and give him glory. Open up your mouth and give him praise. Open up your mouth and give him glory. I need somebody to stand to their feet. Open up your mouth and shout. Glory. That's your weapon. That's your weapon. That's your weapon. That's your weapon. Uh, uh, where my praises is, uh, praise is, uh, praise is at Where my praises is at Where my praises is at Where my praises is at I said, the enemy's been messing with me. But I got a praise and I got to get it out. The enemy's been messing with me. But this next praise that I'm getting ready to give, I'm giving it for the people that ain't even here. I'm I'm giving it for my family that ain't here because the enemy got them. But I'm giving praise for them. And I'm going to give them a praise because I got a praise and I got to get it out. Can you give God some praise? Can you give him some praise?
1: (laughs) Give him some praise.
2: praise is the camouflage that confuses the enemy Uh, The enemy can't understand why you're praising the way that you're praising. He can't understand why you're clapping the way you're clapping. He's confused because your praise allows you to blend in when you're going through a storm. Your praise allows you to blend in when it is that he's attacking you. When you praise, the enemy gets confused. He he can't understand that when you open your mouth, that every situation that you're dealing with, the enemy says, I don't understand how they're dealing with that. I don't understand how they get through, but you got to praise. I need some praise. Y'all ain't praising. You can't give up on your praise. You gotta praise until you come out. You gotta praise your way through. You gotta push your way through. You gotta praise until sun out. Praise! Uh, 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise him on the rising of the sun. Praise Him to the going down of the saint. Praise Him because He's worthy to be praised. I may be up sometime, but I'm going to praise Him. I may be down sometime, but I'm going to praise Him. Let everything that has breath praise Praise, praise,
1: praise, praise.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let him know. 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 I got the power. I, I got the power. I got the power. Through Jesus. I got the power. I got the power.
0: Yeah. Uh, 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 all right, all right. Last thing, and I'm
2: finished. I'm finished. Uh, is this word really for you? If this word is really for you. Uh, right now, right now, right now. Uh, I want you to get. I want you to listen to this. Uh, right here uh, is the altar. Right. Huh. And God says, when you come to the altar, I want you to come and leave your problems there. Yes, huh, 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 huh. When you come to the altar, I want you to leave your problems right there. I don't know if you've been struggling. I don't, I don't know what you've been dealing with. But if that's you, come to the altar right now. If that's you, come come to the altar right now, right, right now. Come to the altar. If that's you, come to the. If that's you, come to the altar, 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 altar. Come on. Make some way, make some way. They
0: come to the altar. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, come to the altar. Yeah.
1: Come on. Yeah.
2: Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. There's power. In the name of Jesus,
0: to break every chain. Did y'all hear that? I hear some chains falling. You,
2: you gotta hear to your spirit. You you gotta hear to in your spirit. That that's some chains falling. And right now, huh, you're coming to the altar, and you're telling God that God, the problem that I have what I've been dealing with, what I've been struggling with, the pain that I've been experiencing, what I've been going through, I'm leaving it here at the altar. I'm leaving it here with you, uh, uh, because you recognize that, that God can spiritually give you an update. Uh, uh, and so let, let's pray, Father. Even now, huh, that there, there so many people represented around the altar, so many issues, so so many things that they're going through, we have no idea what they're going through. We have no idea what they're dealing with, but we recognize that there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. And so, God, we ask that you break every chain. We ask that you break every chain, every chain, every demon, every war, like every. With break every chain. Sickness, suicide, depression, whatever it is. Break every chain, God. That's power. That's there's power, That's power, That's power, there's power, That's power, power, power in the name of Jesus to break, to break every chain. Uh, don't you know your chains are broken? Uh, you, you gotta believe that your chains are broken. Uh, uh, you gotta hear in the spirit that, that Jesus is breaking your chains even now. He, he's breaking your chains. You hear it?
0: That when you turn around,
2: and if you left your problems here by faith, when you walk away, God just spiritually updated you because of your faith.
1: That
2: that when you turned around, when you turn around, you're not taking that problem back to your seat. That, that when you turn around, you ain't taking that problem home with you. That, that when you turn around, you ain't, you ain't taking it to work with you. That, that when you take it, when you go home, you ain't gonna take it to where it is that you go. You gonna take it at the altar. At the altar. It's at the feet of Jesus. So you're giving your problem to him. And that when you turn around, you just received a spiritual update. Are you ready? When you turn around, when you turn around, it ain't going to be the same no more. But you got to make sure you leave it right here. You got to make sure you leave it right here. Right here. Don't take it back with you. Leave it here. Leave it here. Leave it here. Leave it here. Ah. Leave it here. Right, here. right here at the altar. When you turn around, don't you turn around until you're ready to get updated. Don't you turn around until you're ready to get updated. Don't you turn around until you're ready to get updated. You ready? You ready? We're going to turn around on the count of three. One, two, three. Turn around, turn around, give God praise. Give him praise, give him praise.
0: might have been some.